welcome to the ADHD Lounge Podcast. Whether you are someone with ADHD or a learning disability or just curious to learn more, come hang out with us in our lounge. I'm Alex. I'm a mom, a New Yorker, a Mets fan, a yogi, and a brunch enthusiast. I also happen to be diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD at the age of eight. I'm the founder of Capable Consulting, a coaching and consulting business that supports adults with learning disabilities and or ADHD. And I'm Katie, an ADHD advocate, coach, mom, author, founder of Women in ADHD, and I host the popular Women in ADHD podcast. I was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 45, and now I have made it my mission to help neurodivergent adults learn to love their brains. In each episode, we'll be diving deep into the world of ADHD, discussing unique challenges, sharing our personal stories, providing support and resources, and bringing in experts to help us along the way. You can also find the two of us over at the ADHDlounge.com, an all-in-one ADHD coaching community for personalized guidance, goal planning, skill building, expert roundtables, and so much more to help you make the most of your amazing brain and live life to the fullest. So grab your favorite drink, maybe a croissant, grab a seat, or start walking or cleaning or however you choose to listen, because at the ADHD Lounge, you can come exactly as you are. Well, welcome to episode one of the ADHD Lounge podcast. Uh, If you're tuning in, we're super excited to be here. And I want to introduce to you my co-host, Alex Gilbert. And we have a special guest with us today as well. We have Carissa DeCipio, who is a virtual assistant for both of us and also for the ADHD Lounge. So welcome, Alex and Carissa. Hi, so excited to be here. Me too, very excited. (laughs) Uh, So for our first episode, we decided we were going to take this time to really talk about the ADHD Lounge, what it is, how we came up with this idea for this community together, and kind of who we are and what we're trying to build and what we want to bring together in terms of the uh, monthly subscription and the community and all of that. So I guess, why don't we talk about who we are first? I will ask you, Alex, you know, I've met you a couple of years ago. You, I actually interviewed you for my podcast. I know you are a seasoned podcast guest, but you're also an ADHD coach. Um, and uh, you work with, uh, well, why don't I just hand it over to you and, and tell our audience a little bit about who you are and, and what you do best. Well, first of all, Katie, I am so excited that we're actually doing this. I feel like I've like manifested this. And in my head, I was like, I wonder if Katie would ever be interested in doing a joint podcast together because we just hit it off so well when we recorded a couple of years ago. So my name is Alex Gilbert, and I am the CEO, founder and coach of Capable Consulting. And the reason I started um, that company is because I'm dyslexic and have ADHD, and I was really privileged to be diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD at eight years old, which I'm pretty sure Katie coined me as the unicorn in this space on her show because I had been diagnosed and was really privileged to have resources all the way through college. So I had been working in program and leadership development for over a decade and was laid off from my job due to COVID. And I've had this idea of finding a way to support other adults who have learning disabilities and ADHD really thrive in the workplace and at home. And this has been such a rewarding experience to help people really feel their best. And I've been doing a lot of podcasts and shows with other ADHD creators and really trying to elevate 
what it is that's unique and special about people with ADHD and the skills that we bring to it. So I was really excited to work with Katie and find ways to give people support in all different aspects of their life when it comes to ADHD and their learning disabilities, potentially. Well, and one of the things I love uh, that you talk about often with learning disabilities, especially when it comes to uh, accommodations at work or in life, is that even if you are diagnosed at eight, it doesn't mean that you have stopped struggling, right? Like this is really a lifelong totally uh, journey of, you know, figuring out who you are in different situations and how you best work and how you best thrive and what you need from from one moment to the next. Yeah, I think that's probably the most common misconception is that because I had resources as a kid that I knew exactly what to do when I graduated college. And in fact, it was the complete opposite. I felt like I had the rug pulled out from under me because all of the resources that you have in school and in college potentially do not exist in the workplace. And even if they did, they are vastly different. Like, how do you ask for extra time on a test? Like, what does that look like? How do you ask for accommodations in the workplace when you work in a cubicle, which is basically what I did in New York City for the first portion of my career? That is not something that people talk about. And I was openly talking about the fact that I was dyslexic and had ADHD and expecting that the people on the other side of the desk actually knew. And in education, they did. But in the workplace, they don't. And so trying to figure out what are your needs and how do you find the best environment to help you thrive in that has been such a journey, not only for myself in my career, but also trying to help people figure that out for them. Yeah, right. I know. I think this so much of this is about learning a language uh, in terms of how do I even articulate my experiences and how do I even know what I need, right? I think that was the thing that was so profound for me when I was diagnosed at at 45 was going back over the course of my life and realizing all of these ways in which I was struggling, but didn't, I was struggling so much. I didn't even have the time to realize it could be better, right? Or it could be different because you're in such this like treading water state for so long that we don't even get a chance to say like, oh, maybe this would be better if I, you know, had something different. Yeah. I mean, I talk to people about that all the time. You have to like get to know yourself, but even when you're diagnosed later, you have to get yourself, you have to get to know yourself in a totally different way to be like, oh, this isn't just Katieisms. This is actually a diagnosed disorder that I was struggling with that wasn't just a character trait. This was something that I needed to figure out. And how do you reframe how you were looking at yourself to now see it in this different light and say, okay, knowing this is something that I struggle with, how do I help myself move forward so that I know what to ask for and I know how to advocate for myself? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I encounter a lot working with women who have ADHD is they, you know, are diagnosed and they come to me as their coach and they say like, okay, I just figured out what's wrong with me. I have ADHD. Now let's fix it. Right. (laughs) And And it's that idea of like, okay, what's the thing that's going to fix it? Is it a planner? Is it this? Is it like, give me the secret, right? Because I feel like we all share this idea that everybody else knows how to, how to do life well, and we somehow missed that class. And so they're like, show me what is the secret? And it's really about, you know, untangling that mentality that you are the problem that needs to be fixed, right? And uh, you're making me laugh, because it's also that impulsivity of like, you need that instant gratification, like, okay, Great. 
now what? It's going to be fixed immediately. But it's like, you've lived your entire life not knowing this. This is who you are as a person. Like you have to really backtrack and figure it out. And it doesn't happen overnight, which is really why you and I were like, we have to create this community space for that ongoing piece in your life that is always going to be there because you don't outgrow ADHD. You don't outgrow your learning disability or anything in that realm. You want to find a place that you can connect, whether it's because you are newly diagnosed or you are diagnosed for a couple of years now and you're trying to figure out how to organize your space differently or you're trying to connect with people about your mental health now that you have this understanding or understand your finances. I mean, there's so many so many small intricacies that that are important to someone who has ADHD or learning disability to learn how to manage adult life in this way that works for us. And so that's really part of why I think you and I were like, we, we need to make this a safe space for people to talk about this, to connect with people who really understand what you might be struggling with and who are not going to judge you when you're like, I cannot seem to get my finances in check because I'm impulsive and want to spend this kind of money, or I'm struggling with my disordered eating and binge eating because I have struggled to figure out what decisions I'm going to make to eat. And then I'm starving. And it's like, we just deal with so many things that are very unique to the, I would say, neurospicy population in terms of what it is that we we struggle with. And so um, I'm really excited to help people find that place that they can sit in our lounge, literally and figuratively, and talk to other people. Yeah. So let's backtrack a little. So basically, you and I were just kind of having a casual conversation at one point at the beginning of the year about creating supportive communities. And like you had said, the the benefits of having ongoing support uh, and realizing that, you know, one-on-one coaching and group coaching are really great but there was this need for the constant accountability and the constant sense of, you know, collaboration and support. And also, you know, some of the unique struggles that neurodivergence face around executive functioning when it comes to like just needing, t- you know, space to get stuff done and account how, how much accountability plays into our motivation and our productivity and our focus and how like interconnected a lot of these things are that make ongoing community coaching something that feels really, really beneficial for ADHD. In addition to that, we're talking about different transitions in life, whether you are newly diagnosed or you were diagnosed at a younger age, every phase of your life has different challenges. And you might not necessarily need the same support at one point in your life or another. I just had a baby. My daughter is 10 months old. I knew how to manage my life totally different before I had a kid. Now I have a kid and the executive functioning tasks that you need to do that are very different. And those transitions are really tricky. Do I need the same support that I needed when I was 22? No. Do I still need support in every one of those ways? Absolutely. But that support looks different. And this community space is going to be giving you a little taste of what you need, maybe at different points that, again, that you are surrounded by people who understand that. Yeah. So Alex and I had both been talking about the fact that we were trying to come up with these ideas in terms of giving the best subscriber community 
to our audiences and to the people that we work with. And we have a lot of overlap, but I think one of the things that really brought us together was how much we complement each other in terms of our different skill sets and in terms of who we work with traditionally and how much we both could bring together into like one super community. (laughs) And we just got so excited talking about all of the different ways in which we pull from different backgrounds and different resources and do you remember our first conversation about this, Katie? Right? We were like buzzing. Remember? You were like, when we were literally buzzing, like texting each other, like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, let's do this. And very impulsive. Like, we already started it. It was, you know, we just like couldn't get over how excited we were. That's how you know that these things work when you jive with the person that you're excited to work with all the time. Yeah. And just, oh, I know of that, like, I can't not feeling about this. Right. So, so we got together. We, so we've been thinking about what are the best things that we can offer? What are the best ways that we can combine our expertise um, for this community? So let's talk a little bit about what we'll be doing in this community. Um, and then that's where we brought in Carissa too, because Chris's job is to help us stay focused <laughs> <laughs> and we love her for that. She keeps us organized. Every time Katie and I are talking, she's like, okay, and we're going to get back to this point. And she does it so well. So really, really grateful for Carissa. I don't have ADHD, at least to my knowledge yet. The more I work with <laughs> Alex and Katie, the more I look at my life and go, oh my God, do I have ADHD? <laughs> because I see some things in myself, but I've definitely become like, the number one like ADHD advocate, like after working with you guys, I literally tell everybody I'm like, did you, I'll stop people on the street? Like, did you know ADHD is not just meant for hyperactive boys? Well, now you know, <laughs> like I'm letting the world know. So it's a lot of fun working with you guys. We love it. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chris. We love working with you. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about the lounge. It's multifaceted, right? So there's the co working element or the body doubling element, which is sort of the coffee shop get together feel, which we're going to be offering several times a week. Yeah, that's a that's a great feeling. I know I talked to a lot of my clients about this. And this is why Katie and I were like, let's do it. When you go to a coffee shop, and you hear that like coffee shop music, and you have all these people around you, you have coffee or tea in your system, you got a good snack, you're like hyper focused on what's in front of you, because you feel like everyone's kind of watching you, even though no one's watching you or cares what you're doing. But that that feeling of, of accountability, because other people are there, is what we're trying to recreate in these little coffee shop environment, but virtually so that you can actually get your work done, because it's a scheduled time, but other people are holding you accountable to actually do their work and they're doing their own thing, but at least, you know, somebody else is there kind of watching you. They're not watching you. Right. It's a place, it's like a place to go, even though it's virtual. And I think many, many, you know, since the pandemic and with most people working virtually, um, the idea of co-working or body doubling as it's often called has skyrocketed, especially for people with ADHD, because there's this realization that like, if you were diagnosed well into adulthood, like I was, you probably went literally went to coffee shops to study because it was a place to get, you know, it was a way to get out of your house. It was a way to go someplace to sit and have this time where you could get stuff done and you could focus and it was easier to focus. I still study at at Starbucks now. 
And so there's this realization that you're not only are you kind of coming to this place, so there's an accountability there where you're like, okay, this is the time I said I was going to do this stuff. But then there's something just really very simple about coming and sharing, you know, here's what I plan to do. It's usually something we've been avoiding. So maybe it's paperwork like, oh, I got to, you know, put that insurance claim in, or I got to renew my car registration, or I got to fill out these forms I've been avoiding. But a lot of people use body doubling for, you know, they turn off their screen and they work out or um, they do body doubling to fold laundry is another one, right? Like it's not just computer work. You can use it for all sorts of ways. Yeah. I, that's usually what I do. To do folding laundry? I do folding laundry and putting it away because it is so hard for me to do that. The computer stuff, if I'm like surrounded by people, I could do that probably in a half an hour, but the the laundry part, not so much. So you don't have to think of this in a traditional way. And I would say also, I don't think any of us are traditional in any of those ways. You don't even have to do the same thing every time. And I think that that's part of this. You could use that, that time to do your work at, at or do something you're avoiding one session. And then the other session you're doing your dishes. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing every time. It's really your space to kind of have other people holding you accountable to complete the goal that you said you were going to do, whatever that is. So that is, I think is going to be like the bedrock of, of the subscription community is one of the things that I find my group coaching clients, especially really ask for after we finish with our group coaching sessions, which is, you know, where, how can I have ongoing accountability? How can I have ongoing connection? And I feel like that is really the foundation of any kind of, of at least of our subscription community. So I'm really excited to be able to offer that. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say that people also come to both of us on is that they've had these great, you know, group coaching or one-on-one coaching experiences with us, their packages end, and they're like, I still have questions and I can't be the only one who has this question. And so one of the other elements that Katie and I were talking about was like, okay, why don't we do a live Q&A? Each of us do it once a month. So you get twice a month, you get an, a chance to ask something that might be really kind of stumbling you in this one moment, or you're trying to find the motivation, or you're just really stuck and you just need to talk it out. Cause a lot of us are so much better when we talk out the situation and can figure it out with you. So we're going to host these live Q and a sessions where you can submit your questions and we'll go over ways to manage whatever your question might be to give you the support that you need as an ongoing element. Cause it might not be something that you need all the time, But that one time that you're like, I could really use just some insight. Where do I go? That's what we want to provide for you as well. Right. And I think it's like you said, not only is there the um, live coaching element uh, of working through a problem with each other verbally, but also I think, you know, coming together as a group for like hive mind brainstorming can be super helpful for an ADHD brain, right? We're super resourceful. Usually when we're, when we are interested in something, we, you know, Google the shit out of it. And like, we were like, what is everybody else doing? Who's dealing with like, you know, we're very, very research oriented. And I think that's one of the things that's really magical about getting groups together is how much we can help each other, you know, where it's like, I don't want to deal with my problems, but I'll be really good at helping you deal with yours. (laughs) We're also just very good problem solvers as as like part of the disability. That's just what we do. 
I've like jokingly said I could walk into a room and I know how to fix it immediately, but no one will let me. And I'm just like sitting there and frustrated by it. So if you're, if you're coming to one of us and like, I got a problem, I'm like, let's dive in, let's do it. I think that that's what's also really exciting is getting to support people in that way and and get to think a little more creatively on maybe what that support can look like. And I think it's also what you mentioned of like group brainstorming sometimes can be just totally invigorating um, in terms of how we can generate even better situation than maybe the two of us can just one-on-one. So I think that that's also going to be very exciting for people to participate in. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. I find them really helpful. And yeah, it is one of the things, especially when my when the group coaching cohorts come to an end, it's the one thing that I always have wanted to have available, which is like, maybe we're not going to check in weekly, but you know, a way in which we can still come together and update each other and see how things are and just make sure, you know, if there's something we can help each other with, like having that available. The other thing that you and I keep mentioning over and over again, in terms of having that community of support is the transitions that you need in different elements of your life. And so Part of this podcast and what we're going to do live in this community is to be able to bring in what we're calling our roundtable of discussions of different experts in different fields that will really lend their expertise into what we might need support on. So whether it be finances or mental health or organization, I mean, HR and communicating your needs at work, we're planning to bring in each month different people who can talk about different topics that are related to what you might be struggling with. And it will be really insightful for you to get an additional layer of support based on certain topics that you might need insight on. Yeah, good point. So this podcast is actually going to be a live roundtable interview each month that's going to be based on a theme, like Alex said, uh, around ADHD or learning disabilities. We're going to have the experts on for uh, the discussion, but as a member of the subscription community, you will be able to attend these podcasts recordings so that you can participate, ask questions and be part of that roundtable. So that's another benefit of being in the community is being able to attend these podcast recordings live. That's actually so much fun because, you know, I've watched you know, like the Hollywood reporter, like variety, they do these like actors roundtables, directors roundtables, right? And the whole time, like they're talking and you almost want to like interject, like with your opinions and your thoughts and you're like, but wait, I have like extra questions. So the fact that you guys can like create that like in real life, you know, not necessarily like someone in like the YouTube comments, right? But having people be able to, like you said, like watch and listen and participate and and give feedback in that way, I think is actually like so cool because I can't be the only one that has like those type of thoughts where you're just like, but you didn't answer like my questions. Like I want to know more. Right. So I think it's really cool that you guys are doing that. Did you hear me listening to a podcast this morning? Cause that's legitimately what I did. Oh really? Yeah. Because a lot of times when you listen to those conversational ones, you feel like you're listening to your friends, at least if they're a good podcast, hopefully this will be one of those where you feel like, Oh, I want to just jump in and talk to my friends. Like I, I think that that's going to be, part of this. We want you to feel included in this table discussion and feel like you can have that safe space to ask those questions. So yeah, I was, I was literally listening to a podcast this morning. Maybe it was Katie's. I don't know. I listened to a lot of podcasts. It was your podcast because it was a video I saw you posted on TikTok and I was like, wait, I said that exact same Uh, thing. 
I think I even left that as a comment. So you can go look at the comment afterwards. But yeah, that's what we want to be able to do is is give you that safe space to jump in with your friends and kind of ask those questions and feel like you got the support that you needed. Yeah. I'm super excited about it, too, because with the Women in ADHD podcast, I love having these one-on-one conversations. But one of the things I haven't yet kind of broken uh, protocol with is having multiple guests on at the same time. I, I've I've done it a, a handful of times, um, and it's been so great. So I'm really excited to not only have Alex as a co-host, because I think she'll just bring so much knowledge and interest and great questions and so much to the conversation but then to be able to like pick the brains of multiple experts and and introduce them to each other that's the other thing i'm excited about of like bringing together some of my favorite past guests and having them in the same quote-unquote room with each other right (laughs) that's what i'm super excited about and you've had some amazing guests something crazy is like gonna happen like either like world hunger is gonna be (laughs) solved like something (laughs) spectacular has to come from this you know because that many, like you said, like research-based, hyper-focused people and experts and, and people that have different opinions, I, I'm just excited to see what comes. I remind people all the time that most entrepreneurs actually have some kind of ADHD or learning disability because we know how to hyper-focus, we know how to problem-solve, we know how to communicate our needs, and we're really, really smart. So we want to have the opportunity to help you explore that more and really thrive in what it is that you want to work on for you and help you feel like you got this. I know I'm really excited about what's to come and how we can be there to help you on this journey, whether you were newly diagnosed or you were diagnosed younger and just looking for other people to connect to, learn more about yourself, learn more about maybe your diagnosis or what kinds of roles you can be in. Cause I love talking about careers. Katie knows that <laughs> I love talking about you know, how to make you thrive in the workplace. So there's, there's so much. And here's where my hyper fixation, like hyperactivity is coming out because I just want to keep going and like do all of them right now. But I'll pause. I'll pause. It's fine. I know, right? We're just going to take it one step at a time. But yeah, it's (laughs) I know we're both super excited and we want you to come join us. So the best way to find us is to head to the ADHDlounge.com. And of course, we'll have that link in the show notes. Like we said, it's a monthly subscription community and we're excited to connect and support you in the way that you best need. And if you don't even know what that support is yet, that's one of the amazing things about these sort of communities is to come and even figure out what do I struggle with, right? That's going to be sometimes asking for help is so difficult. And oftentimes, it's not only asking for the support, but also feeling like you deserve it and also feeling like you know where you need it, right? Oftentimes, we say, I have all these ideas, but I don't know this first step to take and I get overwhelmed. And the next thing you know, I'm back on the couch. And so a lot of the times, it's really just taking these small steps to figure out, okay, what is the first thing I need to do? What's the next thing I need to do? But that's really difficult to do alone. So you don't have to do it alone. Let's do it together. Let's do it in all these myriad ways that we have ideas. And I know I'm sure that in another month, we're going to have all these other things that we've added to the community because we can't help ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. Is there anything else that we need to add to talk about what we've got going on in there? Well, Katie, I know most people have heard you and have heard women ADHD before, but for those that haven't, do you want to share a bit about yourself? Yeah, well, okay. So I actually um, have been 
coaching for eight years now, but I was a former journalist, a newspaper journalist for 20 years. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 45. It completely blew my world upside down. And it seemed to explain pretty much everything I had ever struggled with in my life. But it also explained why I had a dozen different businesses that I had started and abandoned and, you know, all of these things that make up, you know, who I am. And so I had started the podcast at the beginning of December of 2020 and have been doing that ever since and created the Women in ADHD community. And uh, I do coaching and group coaching and book clubs and all sorts of things that I offer online. And that's one of the things we actually should probably talk about really quick is that this is not just a women only community. This is a community for all ADHD adults. So that's something I'm excited to try. <laughs> I've only where I've worked exclusively with adults who were socialized as girls or identify as women, but this is going to be a, a community that is uh, available to all adults. So that's new and exciting for me too. See, that's why we keep Chris around. She always keeps us on track to be like, <laughs> Oh wait, we forgot this. We got too excited. <laughs> I'm glad we, we talked about Katie because I know a lot of people know your show and know you, but I think it's always nice to be reminded why you even started your business to begin with, because it is such a growing, thriving business and, and people just love to hear you. And I think it's, it's great to know that why, what your mission was behind all of this to begin with. Right. Well, and I think it comes back to what we started out talking about, which was how over the course of the last few years, I've realized that the number one way to quote unquote treat ADHD is through community and finding each other and validating each other and reducing the stigma and judgment that we experience around executive dysfunction and ADHD. And so the more we can get together and the more we can find excuses to hop on video calls with each other, and the more we can find excuses to be together in whatever form that is, I think it's the, it's how we get stuff done for sure. That is why you and I connected so well, because I couldn't agree more. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Thank you, Alex and Carissa for joining me on this first episode of what I'm sure will be many. And yeah, if you guys want to come join us in the ADHD lounge, head to the ADHD lounge.com and we'll see you there. And that's a wrap for this episode of the ADHD lounge podcast. Thank you for listening and make sure to join us over at ADHDlounge.com. We've got resources, co-working, workshops, and a community of amazing ADHD folks just like yourself. And you can also attend these recordings live where you can ask questions and join in these discussions as they're happening. So make sure to head over to the ADHDlounge.com to join us today and you can find that link in the show notes. And if you've made it this far and you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more listeners who could benefit from these conversations. Seriously, do it. Go now before you forget it. <laughs>